welcome to the AFR podcast. It's Tuesday, the 11th of April, 2023. Welcome to the party, pal! Steve, I hope you had your fill of chocolate. And if you're anything like me, I've just smashed a chocolate bunny with um, like that raspberry lic- bullet licorice shit been built into it with a little dab of red wine. Dang, man. No, nice way I, to start a podcast. <laughs> I, I got to admit, I hit the Daryl Lee early mm-hmm. today while I was supervising the kids in the pool. Just, yeah, just ate an egg. No worries. Nice. nice. Can't, say, can't say I had any red wine, though, damn. Oh yeah, the red wine needs to. It would be better if it was dark chocolate with the red wine, but I'll take I'll take the milk chocolate. Now, of course, I'm regretting eating that chocolate, but anyway. <laughs> Alrighty, um, interesting week, buddy. We're four weeks into the comp, which I can't believe. The year just seems to go so quickly when we're uh, when we're running this thing. Four weeks in, um, so things are starting to take shape. Um, as I've put into the little blurb for the podcast this week, that uh, put your hands up if you think you're doing better than you, you, you if you think thought you were going to be doing better than what you are, and it's only the Chargers and the Warriors that have got their hands up in the air. <laughs> um, and we'll get to it a little bit later on, but I was mocking the fact that the Warriors were nearly a hundred points behind the leader. Um, we won't talk about how well the Chargers are going because we had a massive score this week. <laughs> and the charges are a little bit more than 100 behind now. But anyway, we'll get to that in um, in a little bit. Um, Steve, we had some massive scores this week. The forwards came to play. Uh, definitely. Um, was, was definitely some of those, uh, well, same same, uh, same old, you know, Cameron and Kerno just uh, continue to, like, tear it up, which is great. But I don't think there was um, too much beyond that. A lot of the other ones were a bit of a letdown. Lynch. Lynch, not so, not so great. Um, although uh, McKay finally showed up, that was nice. <laughs> yeah, did you hear he, hear he got off, so he's able to play next week? Ah, oh, lovely, lovely for uh, for the heroes. They need uh, they need a bit of support. Um, yeah. they, you know, doing it tough at the moment. They are doing it very tough at the moment. <laughs> um, of course, Tom Lynch has now gone for was it eight? No, twelve weeks. I think I saw it's worse than what they originally thought it was going to be. So Tom Lynch uh, has gone for a little bit. And of course, unfortunately for um, uh, Sam Doherty, um, he's injured his knee, I think it is, and has gone for six weeks. So there's a couple of injuries that are starting to creep in. Um, but there's a couple of teams there that we have, both in the original league and the Super League, which I think have got a bit of depth to be able to cater for that. But... Depth definitely getting tested, that's for sure. That is definitely for sure. Definitely for sure. The Blue Flames have got some uh, got some injuries coming up on their list, I tell you. All right, let's jump into it, mate. We'll start with the um, original league. Um, we've got the Dingoes versus the Blue Flames, which is the first game. The Dingoes had a really good win here, 158 to the Blue Flames, 139.5. Um, for yourself, mate, Nick Dacos was outstanding, getting 38 touches. Tom Liberatore getting 20 at Tagger. Uh, McEnany getting 21.5 with the no Collingwood Ruckman. Um, so some decent scores there for yourself. For the Blue Flames, Jeremy Cameron was outstanding, getting 43. Oh, I'll have to redo my uh, my my um, commissioner votes just quietly. I completely missed that one. Um, Patrick Cripps getting 23. 
um, at Rover was also pretty darn good. Um, and as I said before, I redo it. My commissioner votes were um, Nick Dacos with three, Cripps with two, and Tom Liberatore with one. But I'm going to have to squeeze a Jeremy Cameron in there. Uh, I'm sure you'll get plenty of votes elsewhere, so I don't think that's necessary. Um. <laughs> He'll get, <laughs> I see what you did there. No, I'll give Cameron the one. <laughs> Brutal. No, Cameron will get two, so Cripps will get the three, uh, the one vote. And, yeah. Oh, poor Tommy. Anyway, um, I don't know. This was a, I mean, the Dingo's put up a solid score here. Dacos and Liberatore obviously came to play, and nobody really let the team down horribly. I mean, Ben King continues to be uh, underwhelming, and Logan McDonald's suffering through Buddy being back in the lineup. But, um, uh, you know, it was McKinney against the no Collingwood Ruck was helpful, and, uh, man, Liberatore's been good. Um, I really, you know, he was not someone I was targeting in that draft, but uh, when he slipped through to me in the second round and I thought, well, here we go. This is this is where, you know, Cameron Baker would be sitting next to me saying, don't, why would you take that young rookie who you're not going to play when there's an old bugger like Tom Libertore there who can help you win now, Steve? Come on. And uh, so I, I saw that little, little you know, Natas horned Cameron Baker on my shoulder and I took Tom and... And uh, thinking, thinking, oh, I guess he's a good backup for Trelaw. And uh, now he's just he's just starring on my bulldog midfield there. But um, I don't know, Dacos, he's uh, he's he's doing all right. And but but I mean, really, I was playing a Blue Flames team that I was expecting to lose to. But you know, especially when you see what Cameron and Cripps can do. But um, but with Lynch and Doherty going down injured, already the problems at ruck that the Blue Flames had, and then and uh, not to mention Tagger with Greenwood getting dropped so it's like all sorts of like carnage for the blue flames i have no idea how their depth looks uh, obviously they haven't got great depth at ruck not sure how their depth looks at midfield and forward i think for years they used to have this great stockpile of forwards that they would never trade but i'm not sure if that's the case anymore but man that is uh yeah i the, the blue flames are pretty damn good um uh, i don't know you know and they've got a couple of wins already but yeah, it's going to be tough for a few weeks. I mean, if they can just get fit by the end of the year and they can hang on to the top five, they're probably going to be okay. But, um, yeah, the, the defence is definitely in trouble, isn't it? Yep, certainly is. Uh, next game was the Heroes up against Natas Adulterers. Natas is unlucky here. Um, the Heroes put up 214.5 to Natas 172.5. So with a score like that, you'd expect to win most games for Natas. But, of course... The heroes, wow. Um, McKay, 39 at key forward. Charlie Kerno, 38 at forward. Um, Clayton Oliver, 22 at rover. Jordan Dawson, 20 at midfield. Lockie Weller, 16.5 at back. Um, some big scores there. Um, for Natas, Tom Hawkins got 23 at key forward. Um, Took Miller, back into centre or playing at centre, picked up 32. Um, Brad Crouch, um, 21 at Rover, which was pretty good. Um, Tom Stewart's 15.5 at Keyback. So there were some decent scores there, obviously, for Natas, but the heroes were just way too strong. Um, in terms of the commissioner votes, I gave three to Kerno, two to McKay, and one to Oliver. That's pretty brutal um, scoring. I think Natas were obviously way behind from the word go here. Obviously, welcome to the heroes, McKay, and... Uh, um, yeah, the party starts, but um, yep. Natas, really tough for them. Definitely their best performance 
finally seemed to put together a, a, a you know a really all round effort. Great to see Nankervis at tag too, although I know he's out for a while, which I'm sure Natas will be livid about after they finally realised they had a tag. It just looked like a ruckman. Um, and uh, but yeah, those heroes. I don't know what, gonna, what they're going to do about Hayden Young. He's really letting the team down. They, I mean, like 7.5 a key back. That's just hang your head. So. Um, <laughs> You so almost I, make the starting lineup for the Chargers. Well, yeah, I don't know. So um, I feel for you, Ben Hayden Young, really just dragging you right down there. Um, <laughs> uh, um, I reckon, you, yeah, maybe you would go. Maybe it'd be a good starter for the Chargers. You could pull another trade there, man. Probably, yeah. <laughs> it's rough. It's rough when McRae can't get a game, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it is. Um, for Titans and Dozers, which was the next game, this was a very close one, 124.5 to the Dozers, 120.5. So the Titans got up. Um, Wiedemann didn't play, I don't think, um, for, for Essendon, but he got a, um, obviously got a zero in, um, Ben's lineup, but, uh, Joe Danaher got 18, um, Dangerfield into the midfield, picked up 17, Tom Mitchell getting 13. Um, Jacob Wiedering getting 18 um, and Riley O'Brien getting 14.5 for the Dozers. Um, he moved um, Harry Shizzle out of centre and moved him into key back. I still think he got 30 touches or something like that from memory, um, but only got 11 at key back this week. Um, Nick Flaston picking up 15 at back, um, but um, LDU getting 30 at centre was, wasn't too bad. In terms of the commissioner votes, I gave three to Wiedering, two to Vlaston, and one to O'Brien. Yeah, the Titans seem to have... They've been amazing this year at being able to find ways to win despite being really ordinary. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. I think that's their third win, and yet, like, they haven't even cracked 140, I don't think, in any uh, <laughs> of their wins. It's amazing. The yeah, Dozers you'd on... expect Ollie Wines to do better. And what was it we were talking about? Was it... Um, Gibney is one of the best taggers available Absolutely. around right now. He got mm-hmm. 10 points. Yeah. Brayshaw getting three. So you're right. He, they he had down games, but yet we still somehow managed to find that W. Well, I mean, the Dozers, I know um, the, the judge was trying to promote how amazing the Dozers are going to be in a few years. And yep. I guess, yeah, it, it is tricky because, I mean, this is why I was even saying about my team a couple of weeks ago when they finally got on the board went with Logan McDonald having a big bag. Last week, Jamal Eugle Hagen just made the dozers look suddenly awesome. Um, but, you know, back to reality this week. And, uh, yeah, not, it just didn't happen for the dozers. And it's um, – it's while they, they do have some good young players, absolutely, um, it's still very patchy, the dozers. And, uh, and somehow the Titans have managed to win again, which I, I feel like the Titans team, if they actually get it all together, they'll be actually okay. But, man, sometimes – some of these scores and some of their wins this year, like because I think they beat you, didn't they? And they beat me, and but but again, not not uh, not with any great uh, authority. So um, hopefully the Titans are just getting lucky now, and then they'll pull it all together and uh, go on one of their runs like the Sons of God did last year. Yeah. Hey, are you moving your microphone around? Uh, no. Oh, it sounds like you're moving further away than coming closer, and I can hear tapping and touching and stuff like oh, that. Oh, sorry. I'll, uh, right. I'll, I'll put the phone down. Maybe that's... Okay. okay. All good. <laughs> um, the next game was the Mighty Bucks up against the Chargers. Um, Bucks 
very comfortable here. 150 to the charges, 111. Um, the Mighty Bucks, um, Darcy Parrish getting 30. Um, James Rowbottom getting 26, outstanding at Tagger. Um, Luke Ryan getting 16.5. Was also pretty good in Lockie Hunter, pulling a lazy 16 at midfield. Good to see him getting back into the numbers. Um, for the Chargers, really, there was no one that stood out at all. Um, maybe Mason Redmond getting 16 at midfield, but that is really it. Um, in terms of the commissioner votes, James Rowbottom got two, oh, sorry, three. Ryan got two and Bailey Frisch getting one. Now, you alluded to it, Steve, before. Um, Chargers and the Heroes did a trade earlier on for Chargers' number one draft pick and a player just because we have to get rid of a player. So it was um, Perryman for um, Jack McRae. Yep, uh, lovely trade for the Chargers there. Hopefully that can actually get them up the ladder and then it won't be quite as expensive as it potentially sounds at the moment, given their current record. But, um, uh, I mean, the Chargers, it was their forward line that let them down badly this week. Hogan had been doing good, but then for whatever reason, it's it, it stopped. And Darling had actually also seemed to have a good floor until this week. And then, well, yeah, it kind of fell apart as well. The, but um, uh, the scores beyond that, well, I mean, like, man, when you're playing a rookie at center and he's getting 26, you'd be normally pretty happy. But And Brody Smith's doing okay at back, but and so did Viney at Tagger. Just Hewitt, we were let down. And, and then, yeah, and there's obviously been that struggles at key back and still missing Bruce. But the Bucks, the fact that they could crack 150 with Larky getting three at key forward is, I think, does show how you know, how good those Buck, that Bucks team is. Yep. Um, but, yeah, Larky's going to be uh, he's going to be frustrating for the Bucks this year, I think. It's, man, when he's on and things are going well, it's awesome. But, man, the, there's no flaw with Larky whatsoever. That's the horrible part of Larky. But, um, oh, well, lucky for the Bucks, they didn't need him. Yep. Um, last game was the Scorpions up against the Wildcards. Very close game here. Wildcards got up 161 to the Scorpions, 159.5. Um, for the Wildcards, Oscar Allen probably pulled them over the line with 26, followed by Toby Green getting 34 at – sorry, Tom Green getting 34 at centre, not Toby. Uh, Jack Siebel getting 21 at midfield. Um, Jordan Ridley getting 18 at midfield as well. Tom Atkins getting 18 at tagger was pretty darn good. For the Scorpions – Charlie Cameron getting 37 at forward. That is crazy. Bonsampelli, 24 at tagger. Um, very, very good as well. Jack Sinclair getting 22 at midfield. So some really big numbers there for the Scorpions. But unfortunately, Buddy got injured. Um, he's going to be out for at least a week. But he did play, I think, most of the game. But he only ended up with two points. And Caleb Daniel was probably the shock for me, only getting one rebound. Yeah, Daniel's dropped off, the, off, off a cliff the last couple of weeks. He's only had one rebound each of the last two weeks. So I don't know what's going on with that Bulldogs back line, but Daniel doesn't seem to be participating in it like he should. You would have thought when Charlie Cameron had that Thursday night explosion that the Scorpions were going to, you know, pull one off here because the wild cards certainly seem to be the better all-round team. But, uh, but you know, when, when your opponent scores six goals, you think, whoop, we're in trouble here. Uh, but luckily for the wild cards, they were able to, even with Dylan Moore at forward, that's very concerning. But, yeah, with Dylan Moore at forward, they were still able to somehow pull it off. Uh, obviously, Bailey Dale getting six rebounds in that Bulldogs back line. At least he's reliable. Um, did it, but I think the, the Tom Atkins nine tackles 
on Easter Monday probably was the uh, difference in the end. Although, yeah, yeah Oscar Allen, good arrival, good arrival. Glad, I'm sure the wildcards are glad that, you know, the difference between Harry McKay and Oscar Allen didn't cost them the game. Yeah. Um, in terms of the commission of votes, I gave three to Cameron, two to Montempelli, and one to Allen. So although the Scorpions lost, they got the, the three and the two votes. <laughs> All righty, let's have a look at the ladder, mate. Still very, very close, especially in that top five. Um, the Heroes are on top, three and one. They've got the best back, followed by the Bucks, three and one. Then we've got the Wildcards, three and one. The Digital Dingoes are in fourth on three and one, and the Titans are also on three and one in fifth. Um, in sixth spot, we've got the Blue Flames, two and two. We've got Natasha Daltras, one and three in seventh. Scorpions are one and three. Dozers are one and three in ninth, and the Chargers are 0 and four in tenth spot. Yeah, the Heroes do seem to be clearly the top team with the Wildcards and the Bucks chasing them. Uh, the Dingoes have been lucky enough to be up there, and the Blue Flames are also pretty good, but, um, <laughs> but obviously I've got them some issues at the moment. Natas have got really good, like their back is really good, and they're, they're showing that they're actually probably a finals team, but uh, they've certainly not had the rub of the green. And then there's the Titans, which is just mind-boggling that, especially if you go down to the... Um, go down to the power ladder and you realise the Titans are actually rated lower than the Chargers, which is saying something. Um, <laughs> and they've only had seven wins on the power ladder, which and somehow they've managed, you know, three wins in actuality, which is, that's uh, that's pretty pretty talented there, uh, Mr. McAllister. So, Maybe um, he's very talented, actually, yeah. So, so uh, you'd think that probably, unless the Titans can somehow pull some sort of trick here and actually get on track, um, gravity's going to kick in there pretty soon and it'll be the Blue Flames trying to deal with their injuries and the TAS um, dealing with their bad luck aiming for that Titan spot at the moment. Yep. Yeah. But um, I'm only two games out. I'm really putting I am. No, I'm not even going to. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, all righty. Cool. Let's kick over to the Super League. Super League. First game, we had the thy the Thylacines up against the Phoenixes. Close game here, um, but the Thylacines weren't extinct. 134.5 to the Phoenixes, 121. Um, for the Thylacines, Brayshaw got 31 at centre. Um, Patrick Cripps got 23 at Rover. Um, Brody Grundy getting 16.5 at Ruck was pretty good as well. For the Phoenixes, Danaher getting 18. Um, at forward, uh, sorry, at key forward. Um, then we've got Tom Atkins getting um, 18 at Tagger and Riley O'Brien getting 14.5 at Ruck. But as you were saying, Steve, Darling was playing well, but um, <laughs> in terms of the commissioner votes, Patrick Cripps got three, Atkins got two, and Brayshaw got one. Yeah, the Phoenixes, um, well, Elise and I had a good conversation midweek about do we stick with Charlie Cameron at forward or do we make a move to Darling Sings? Cameron, had, he could only get like, you know, one goal or something. He just really struggled. And Darling was, you know, kicking, uh, you know, one or two and looking. So, you know, on average, Darling looked a bit better and he looked like he had a better floor and the matchup was a bit questionable with Collingwood. So uh, Charlie Cameron got dropped, which cost the Phoenixes 35 points. Mm -hmm. And painfully, 
particularly for Elise, a win over the undefeated Thylacines, who were pretty ordinary this week. Well, I mean, their forward line was ordinary and their back line was pretty ordinary too. The midfield was okay, but yeah, no, not, um, no, Elise definitely not uh, not happy. I'm just going to say, just going to put it out there, particularly with Brisbane playing North Melbourne this week, I reckon the Thylacines, oh, sorry, the Phoenixes might actually recall Cameron. Just, just a chance. Yeah, it's a big call. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a big call. Why wouldn't you? Uh, Alrighty. Um, next game was the Atoms up against the Marvels. Atoms were way too strong here, even with a player missing. Um, 164.5 to the Marvels, 121.5. Um, for the Atoms, um, took Miller getting 32 at centre. Um, um, I thought he only got 31 in the, the TAS lineup. That's interesting, isn't it? Is that right? <laughs> Was that right? I can't remember, but it's funny. I'm, I'm going to double check that while, I'm, while, you're, while you're talking. But I thought I said his name before with 31. Um, Jack Sinclair getting 22. Noah Anderson, 25 at midfield. Um, and Jacob Wittering getting 18 and Darcy getting 19 um, at Ruck was also pretty darn and good. For the Marvels, Tom Green, 34 at centre. Um, Jake Lloyd getting 18 at midfield, but they had a little bit of a mid, uh, a little bit of a slump. Obviously, George Stewart, Greenwood, um, Harry Shizzle getting six at, at back, where he's been really been doing quite well, except for this week. Um, Jordan Dawson was better at midfield as well, so I'm not sure if that means that the Marvels are really struggling down back. Um, in terms of the commissioner votes, Noah Anderson got three, Jack Sinclair got two, and Tom Green got one. Yeah, the Adams. No, Took Miller got thirty-two in the in the Tassis team as well. Oh, that, that's good. That makes me cool. feel better. Um, no, the Adams are. I mean, really a great week for them, considering, like you said, Jack Graham got did his hammy and was out, and Jesse Hogan didn't really turn up, and yet they still cracked one sixty-four and made the Marvels look second rate. And the Marvels have been actually looking pretty good this year, so uh, yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, so the Adams. I, I wasn't sure how the Adams would be going this year because they, um, you know, they'd be missing Max King for the whole first half of the year. But man, that trade for Hogan, uh, you know, until this week it had looked really good. And yeah, and, and even with a bad down week this week, that that midfield is humming. And uh, yeah, they're going to have some uh, issues to deal with a tagger. That's been their Achilles heel. But Wadering's back to good form. Uh, Wangani Malera has been, you know, has really made that back spot his own. And the Adams are actually looking like, you know, after a couple of years of getting close but not quite getting the title, they're, they're actually looking like they might be, uh, you know, especially with Max King to return. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's looking like a pretty damn good lineup. Yep. Now, King's only a couple of weeks away, isn't he? Uh, I, don't, I don't think he'll be more like around 10 or later, oh, I think. Is he? Okay. So, I think the Adams have got a while to go yet, but, you know. I think I think I sort of said Tyler at the start of the year. I'm like with Max King out. I said, man, Tyler, you can just stay in touch with that. You know, even if you're only four and six after ten weeks, that that's still okay. Max King will make a big difference. Yeah, King can... five. Yeah, week uh, five to seven weeks away. So you know, but uh, you know, Hogan's been been okay. Yep. He's, he's likely to continue to be okay. No, not going to take Max King's spot, but, you know, it's going to be all right, isn't he? Yep, I hope so. I've got him. <laughs> um, the next, I've had him for so long, he, he owes me. Um, 
since he left Melbourne. Um, Nexus versus the Warriors was the next game. Big game here from Nexus. 190 up against the Warriors. The Warriors cracked 153. Um, 153.5 they put up. But Nexus, outstanding. 52 from Jeremy Cameron. Toby Green getting four, 14 at forward. Um, then we had uh, Rory Laird getting 17 at Rover. His back line of Vlaston getting 15. Luke Ryan getting 16.5. Ned Reeves getting 15.5 at Ruck was also pretty solid as well. For the major Warriors, Phil Thorpe coming in and getting 15 at key forward wasn't too bad. His midfield was all right. LDU getting 30. Bailey Smith getting 15. Petrarca getting only 12 at midfield. Clayton Oliver, 22. Tom Liberatore getting 20 at Tagger. Um, in terms of the commissioner vote, Steve, Dave gave three to Cameron, two to Liberatore, and one to Clayton Oliver. Yeah, this is tough for the major warriors. They finally actually had a decent week, although, man, that Liam Jones, I don't know, that's rough. But, um, but no, they pick, pretty... Pick number one. Yeah, pick number one. Yes, less said about that, the better. But, um, you know, where major warriors cracked 150, and despite Liam Jones, but still didn't get anywhere near Nexus, obviously... Um, having Cameron playing Hawthorne this week should have made this a slam dunk from the word go. So lovely for Nexus to actually get on the board with a win, but um, uh, yeah, no, probably wasn't really in doubt. No. Uh, next one, Brawlers up against the Sons of God. We expected a close game here, but the Sons of God absolutely brawled the Brawlers. Ah, see what I did there? <laughs> um. 165.5 to 109. Jared Witts didn't play, so you got zero. But for the Sons of God, 47 for Charlie Curnow, 20 for Isaac Rankin. Rankin's been on some fi- on fire lately. He's loved that move to Adelaide. Yep. Um, Canelio, not too bad getting 25, but the, that's really where the, 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 his wing got set up in the first two. Um, solid scores from everybody else. Tom Stewart was probably the only one to call out there, getting 15.5, and Matt Rowe getting 14 at Tagger. Um, for the Brawlers, um, Caleb Saron getting 28 at centre. Tim Kelly getting um, 19 at midfield. Looks like he's back having a decent um, season, Tim Kelly. Stephen May back into that lineup, getting 21 at key back, but everybody else, Nick Larkey, Frank, Franklin, Newcomb, Liam Baker, not setting the world on fire. Um, in terms of the commissioner votes, Charlie Kerno got three, Isaac Rankin got two, and Stephen May got one. Yeah, it's a bit brutal, isn't it? The brawlers were looking so good those first couple of weeks when Nick Larkey was playing crap teams, but now, yeah, like that reality check is sort of, yeah, it's a bitch. So uh, the uh, brawlers ran into the sons of God who have certainly found their groove and are looking more like the Sons of God from last year. I don't think they're quite still yet hitting that full, you know, second half of 2022 Sons of God kind of quality, but but the brawlers have been showing up a bit to be maybe not quite as dominant as they were looking. Although, you know, hey, man, Jared Witt's coming back into the lineup will definitely help. And uh, But, yeah, so the brawlers, yeah, well, I've got some questions to go still to answer now. Yep. No, good. Otherwise, um, yep. it's great. Great to see Sons of God looking good again. Like I, f- I feel like I feel like the league goes on a premiership after last year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Sam Walsh is coming back this week. I can't remember if that's a oh, if he has a Sons of God or a Titan. 
that's a good question. I can't remember. I know he's got one. I know he has any one of them, but I can't remember which one. Now, it must be Sons of God because Sam Walsh's late withdrawal is yeah, what cost him. That's correct. And I'm, wonder, I'm just wonder how, do you think it'll take him long to forgive? Yeah. I, <laughs> oh, maybe. Let me, <laughs> let me just check. I know he's been they're saying he was tra- training the house down a little bit early. He has to be Sons of God because that's what cost him, wasn't it? Yes, it that, was. That late pullout. Yeah. Uh, Sam Walsh, Sam Walsh is, in, is on the Sons of God team, yes. All right, next team, uh, sorry, next game, and the final game for the week was yet another close one, Farmtons versus Convicts. Convicts got up here, 162.5 to the Farmtons, 158.5. I think we both predicted a close game here. Um, I can't remember who we picked. I think we went separate, but I can't remember. But I knew, we, I know we were talking about it being a close game. Mm-hmm. Ashy Convicts were too, too good. Um Getting over the line, Carrie McKay getting 39, Brody Majacek getting 19, um, Jordan Ridley and Mason Redmond, so the two SM um, mids getting 18 and 16, Sicily down game for him getting 13 at key back, and Toby Nankervis getting 17.5 at Ruck. Um, in terms of the Farmtoms, um, Tom J. Lynch is gone now for quite a period of time, so that's going to hurt the Farmtoms. Um, Aaron Norton will probably end up moving into that key forward spot. Um, Brad Crouch getting 21 at Rover. Robottom getting 26 at Tag was outstanding. And Harris Andrews, fifth at 17.5 at key back. That, uh, as we're talking about before the podcast starts, may be interesting to see how Harris Andrew goes once Rich comes back into that lineup as well. Um, For the commission of votes, Robottom got three, McKay got two, and Brad, Brad Crouch got one. Yeah, fascinating. Like, obviously, Phantoms have lost Lynch, which I think, given they've got Aaron Norton, I, I'm guessing that Phantoms have actually got pretty good depth and they should have somebody they can slot forward. Obviously, not going to match Lynch's quality, but, um, yeah, that, so that will hurt a bit. And that the Phantoms don't really need that. They've had a couple of unlucky losses where they've played quite well and haven't quite got the chocolates. So, yeah, that's that's not what they need. So they lose don't points. have anyone. Not a forward? No one? Their next, so the best forwards are Aaron Norton, obviously, Jordan Degoe, oh. Jai Amos, and Tom oh, yeah. Lynch. Amos will come in. Yeah. Averaging one goal a game, seven points. But uh, the big, the, the bigger question to me is that convicts with Nan Kerbis, he's mm. now in for a while, which it's going to really hurt them. I don't know, what do they have a backup ruck? The convicts. I'm just looking at that one now. I mean, obviously, the, the convicts would have been dark if uh, obviously Cunnington was a uh, a sub. By um... oh, they've got they're okay. I mean, they've got um, Reece Stanley, which but their their next ruck will come in as Tim English, and he's playing all right. Oh yeah, Tim English. He's I mean, he's not quite uh, Nankervis level, but that's that shouldn't hurt as much. So yeah. the convicts, well, I mean, the convicts they have found a way this year so far. I haven't quite been playing on all cylinders, but. Um, yeah, good win, and uh, yeah, it just makes things a little bit tougher for the the Farmtons. Yep. Um, in terms of the league ladder, the thylacines are on top, four and O. Who would have thought after the last two years, where I think honestly, the last two years it's been well into well after the mid-season draft, the thylacines have managed to crack four wins. Yep. So the idea that they would start four and O this year is um, a little bit of a shock. It is a bit of a shock. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, in second spot, we have the Mighty Adams, three and one. In, we also have um, the Ashy Convicts on three and one. The Brawlers are in three and one in fourth. Then we have the Sons of God in two and two. They're in fifth spot, a little bit like the Titans. Followed by the Machiavellian Marvels in sixth on two and two. Um, in seventh, we have Nexus on three and one, followed by the Farmtons on three and one. The Flashing Phoenixes are in ninth, also on three and one. And the Major Warriors in 10th on 0 and 4. Much like the other league, uh, Nexus is actually probably playing a lot better than 1 and 3. Um, High scoring team, Nexus. Yep, <laughs> which is probably even, even more obvious in this league. But uh, but the Thalas scenes actually have been a lot more consistent. And, the, you know, the parallel actually supports their position, so they haven't just been lucky. Um, but you do look at that, I don't know, I look at that top five and I think Adams, Convicts, Brawlers, Sons of God, those have been... Strong teams for the last few years. The Marvels have maybe less so. So not that surprising to see them slip down to sixth. You expect Nexus to, you know, eventually push for, you know, maybe a spot in that top five. Uh, the Brawlers are probably the most suspicious, especially after this week. But but uh, I don't think this top five is that, you know. You know, I think this, I, I could buy this. Are you, you, know, there, you, you could buy a, this? You don't think there's going to be much movement? I, I think, like in the other league, when I saw that when you see the Titans in the top five and you realize they're actually the lowest, you know, the, the power yep. level dead last, you're like, yeah, there's definitely a spot there up for grabs because I don't think the Titans are going to be able to pull this off. Whereas in here, I'm like, you know, eh, no, I know Nexus seems to be the obvious league, but it's the highest scoring team. They look like the one who would most likely challenge the top five here. But I yep. don't see any reason why any of those top five couldn't um, keep it going. Yeah, and considering Bill's in his, what, 20th rebuild, he's doing pretty good. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, Brawl's Paul been on top of the ladder until this week, so, you yeah. know, we can uh, probably give him one mulligan this week. Hopefully they, uh, hopefully they can pull it back together this week. Yeah. All righty, uh, we had a Champions League game this week, Steve, which sort of made things a little bit interesting, in, particularly in one of, the, one of the leagues, the one that I'm looking at anyway. Um, um, and also in Group D made things a little bit more interesting as well. So let's have a quick look at that. In Group A, we had the Blue Flames up against the Dozers. Blue Flames won. Phoenix, uh, Nexus up against the Phoenixes, and Nexus won that one. So as the ladder's looking, Blue Flames are on 12 points on top. We have Nexus in second. The Phoenixes are on, in, on four points. And the Dozers, they're done on um, zero. Yeah. Um, particularly given how poorly the Phoenixes did this week and how amazing Nexus did, suddenly this group is looking like the uh, die is cast. Um, and especially with the struggles of the Blue Flames as well, you would expect, you know, the Blue Flames are probably not going to be able to keep this unbeaten run going, although given the Phoenixes and the Dozers are in the group, yep. maybe they can. Um, Nexus, though, you'd think now has broken away. I, I thought we were getting a Nexus-Phoenixes showdown up it's hard to see that happening now unless Nexus really go on the blink somehow um, and the Phoenix will suddenly work out that maybe dropping Charlie Cameron is not a good idea. Yeah. Not, not that it would have won them the game this week anyway. But. No, but it would have made that back score a little bit less harmful mm. and then really smashed the dozers to be giving him even a little bit of a sniff. Yeah. <laughs> Um, group B, we had the Convicts up against the Brawlers, and the Convicts won that. And, of course, the Heroes were up against the Wildcards, and the Heroes beat 
both leagues combined. Um, <laughs> heroes, heroes are on top with 12 points, followed by the con- the wildcards on four. The convicts are in second on four, and the brawlers are in fourth on four points. This is like wide open. Yeah, so this this was a really tight, fascinating group that was everyone was high scoring, and now the heroes have just gone off the charts and left them all behind because obviously the brawlers had a terrible week and uh, the convicts and wildcards had a better week, but um, but massive, massive win for the convicts over the brawlers this week that really does make this group fascinating to see who's actually going to come through in second because you really, I don't know who, but like the wildcards, convicts, brawlers, any one of those, like there's still, I know there's a bit of a gap now and the wildcards have got a bit of a lead on the other two, but there's nothing that can't be undone over three weeks and yeah. Um, well, if you keep winning, the back doesn't come into consideration. Yeah. The, the heroes have done really well there. And yep. It's a fascinating battle now for second. Yep. Group C, um, Natas was up against the Chargers and Natas won that. And the Adams were up against the Phantoms and the Atoms won that one. So the Adams are on top with eight points, followed by the Chargers on eight points, Natas on four, and the Phantoms are on four. But the Chargers' back is horrible. Yeah, the Chargers' back is horrible. That's that's a, a really tough loss for the Phantoms. They played really well this week, and the Adams just pipped them, and that's the difference, more or less. If the Phantoms had had a few more points this week, they wouldn't be on the bottom of the ladder. They'd be on the top. That's how tight this group is. Um, the Chargers have got the wins, as you were just saying, but, yeah, so hopefully for them they can just find a way to win a couple more games, uh, you know, and uh, avoid that back having to be brought into the equation but the other three there's like absolutely nothing in it so the Adams will be feeling pretty good about the fact that they've got two wins already yep. um, but uh, massive massive game between the Adams and the adulterers coming up next week that's for sure because yep. uh, yeah, if the Adams can pull it off which I'm sure the Chargers will be hoping um, yeah that'll be huge yeah that will be a big big game group D we had the Sons of God up against the Marvels Sons of God won that and then in the other one, we had the Titans up against the Scorpions, and the Scorpions won that. So Scorpions are on top with eight. Marvels are in second on eight. Sons of God are on four, and the Titans are on four. This is a bit of a surprise. I th- we both probably thought that the Sons of God, they're not going to romp home this this particular group, but we thought they'd be in the top two at least. They're currently sitting in, four, in third, Still the highest scoring team, but they, uh, the loss they had this week against the Scorpions really hurt them. Yeah, it's a bit of a shock, that one. Oh, sorry, against the Marvels, not against the Scorpions. And they the, won, sorry, didn't they? They won. This is, Sons of God finally got on the board this yeah. week. They, yeah. They, well, you remember, they had, they had a slow start to the year. Their first two weeks were a bit ordinary. They, they then turned up for week three, which was the AFR Cup. Yeah, and so, so they've sort of so this is their first week since they've turned it around that they actually played Champions League, and so yes, they finally got a win. Um, but it's it's true that the the competition here, the Scorpions, Marvels, and Titans, is not that great. So, despite the fact that Suns have got have only just got their first win, they're already still the, they're already the top scoring team, and I still don't have any doubt the Suns of God will come through and finish mm-hmm. in the top two in this group. The interesting question is. Yeah, who's going to come second? Scorpions and Marvels are both... I think we all thought that um, potentially Ben McAllister would have uh, both of those top two spots. Uh, but, then, yeah. but I think the Scorpions and the Marvels, they have always been Champions League experts. 
Um, they seem to always find a way to do quite well and better in the Champions League than they do in the league. And seeing the Scorpions on top of that group is something else, uh, considering how bad they're playing in the league. So, yeah. So, I don't know. I'm still thinking Sons of God are going to come through with it. The hard thing for, for Ben is the Sons of God are playing the Titans this week, which is going to... Uh, be make, make it pretty tough for the Titans. Um, but, man, Scorpions marvels this week. Whoever wins that one will be you know, a huge front-runner yep. to not being overtaken by the Sons of God, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, big big time. Yeah. All righty. So we've got um, Champions League, as you've said, Steve, in round five. Um, don't start the AFR Cup until round six again. Um, and, of course, Standard doesn't start until after the... Uh, mid-season draft so let's jump across and have a look what is happening this week now i've already enabled the um the the um round because some people have started submitting some teams so i don't know if what you look at i normally look at the current rounds when we're when we're going through this so we'll actually see the projected scores of course based on last week's lineup so of course some, some things will have to change for some injured players and so on but the first game we've got in the super league is the atoms up against the phoenixes yeah well i, I another have grudge match another grudge well so second week in a row the little sister's taking on older brother uh and obviously painful painful loss for elise last week and and, and at one and three she really does need a win uh, very soon to maintain relevance for this year. Um, and I see the teams have already been submitted. Charlie Cameron, surprisingly, is named at forward. <laughs> well, we did discuss the matchup this week and Brisbane <laughs> playing North Melbourne, which means that there is probably a small chance the, fl- the flashing Phoenixes could pull a bit of a, you know, could pull a bit of a heroes and have with their all... Uh, Yep. Uh, Brisbane forward line against uh, the crappy North Melbourne and uh, end up with a massive like score that the Adams have a bit of trouble with. But, um, well, we'll see. The Adams have been playing very well. So uh, I don't, like, obviously they've lost um, Jack Graham this week, so they decided to throw Took Miller into Tagger. don't know mm-hmm. if that's controversial. I'm sure Cayman will have a comment on that. Uh, but uh, And then Sinclair into centre, which... Well, he's been getting what twenty-two kicks, so what seven handballs is that? His average was it? Wow. Okay. <laughs> no, he, I think he averages about ten handballs, but oh, okay. But um, no, so the Adams maybe their their depth is not that great, so uh, that's what their that's their solution. But so you'd mm-hmm. think you'd think though the Adams should get the job done here. You'd think the Adams should get the job done, yeah. Uh, next game is Nexus versus the Marvels. Nexus anticipate being too strong here. Um, I'm going to tip Nexus. Yeah, it's this is. I mean, I mean, this is a very, very old grudge match, the Marvels and Nexus, and uh, I. This would be a delicious one for the Marvels to actually show up and do well in, and it is true. Uh, Buddy Franklin is out, so Logan McDonald loaded up. He's probably going to cash in. I think it is honestly debatable whether Sydney are actually a better team when Buddy doesn't play. Well, they don't look for him when he, does, when he doesn't play, obviously. That's, so it's, that's right. And yeah. I, it did feel like when uh, Buddy was out that other week, Sydney played very well and mm-hmm. Logan McDonald was kind of the main man kicking his five goals. It'll be interesting. So it could be a bit controversial this week. If Logan McDonald loads up again and has another big game with a big uh, Sydney win, it'll be... Uh, 
yeah, it could be controversial for Buddy. Is he still going to get his spot in the team? Uh, but, well, yeah, the question here is what's Jeremy Cameron going to do? He's got a ridiculous average now. Um, is he going to keep that up? Nexus, obviously, we'll hope so. Don't know if Logan McDonald can match that. But, um, yeah, this I'll, I'll pick Nexus, but, uh, oh, man. There's ever if there's ever a moment like this is this is six versus seventh I'm pretty sure on the ladder so this is a big game these two trying to see who's really the uh, the challenger for that top five yeah as I said Nexus for me Thylacines versus the Brawlers is the next one going by the predicted scores there could be a point eight in this one. Yeah, obviously Buddy Franklin won't be in the Brawlers line, but I don't know who the Brawlers have as their backup forward. That should be, I think we should know from a couple of weeks ago. But, um, yeah, no, I, I think that this is an interesting one because it would have been, if the Brawlers hadn't had such a horrible week this week, this would have been two undefeated teams coming in this week, which would have been fascinating. But um, <laughs> the Thalassians persist in playing Nick Dacos in the midfield, which I'm pretty sure... He has outscored Brayshaw every single week, and sometimes I think the gap is actually getting bigger, <laughs> so I'm not too sure. I'll, I'll uh, point this out to Zach again this week, but I'm pretty sure Zach, I don't think he's changed his lineup for a few weeks now because um, he just keeps winning, so I don't yeah. know how you are with that. <laughs> yeah. um, I feel like, I, I don't know, I've got this funny feeling the Brawlers might bounce back, though, and win this one. Yeah, I'm thinking the Brawlers. I'm thinking the Brawlers as well. I just don't know how long the Thalassians can keep up this this uh, streak. So their forward line, I mean, Thalassians are obviously missing Peter Wright. Um, and their forward line has done reasonably well, you know, a couple of good games from Marshall and Hugo Hagen. But but for the most part, the midfield is carrying them, and I'm not sure if that's going to be able to continue. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, the only problem that I've got with is the Brawlers is, is their forward line. I suppose Ben Brown will come in. Oh, they've got Oscar Allen as well. Oh, okay. There you They've go. Got Alan on the bench. So why are they playing Nick Larkey? God help them. Well, alrighty. They'll probably, they'll probably <laughs> move Larkey to forward, and that would that would be good. Yeah. Um, next one was the Phantoms versus the Sons of God. Sons of God, I anticipate them getting back onto the scoreboard here. Yeah, this is going to be rough for uh, the Phantoms, especially with Lynch out. More uh, from what it sounds like about the. Forward depth, it's going to hurt more than I was anticipating. And, uh, and yeah, the Sons of God should. They'll be just getting right in the groove here. Yep. Um, and, of course, the last game is the Major Warriors up against the Ashy Convicts. Well, I dare say the Convicts will just have a yep. nice uh, win here. Um, no, shouldn't be any problems. I mean, I assume the Major Warriors eventually are going to have something go right, maybe. But... Um, and they, they do seem to be getting better, but and the convicts are a bit of a worry at points, but uh, no, the convicts too strong. Yep, convicts for me as well. Alrighty, original league, heroes versus blue flames, big grudge match here, but I think the blue flames have got a few too many injuries, and the heroes will put up another big score. Yeah, this is not not the week the blue flames will be wanting to play the heroes, although given their issues. Maybe it doesn't matter, and they're like, you know what? We're probably even at full strength. They'll have a tough time beating the heroes. So the heroes finally will have their day where they can actually beat the Blue Flames, which would be lovely for them. Yep. Uh, next one is Titans versus Natas. Natas too strong. <laughs> well, this is the classic, isn't it? The Titans are three and one, despite being 
according to the parallel of the worst team, whereas Matas is one and three, despite actually being clearly a top five team. So <laughs> again, here's the challenge for the Titans. Um, see if they can actually pull off the sort of uh, score that can upset Natas. That would be something else. I mean, man, if Joe Danaher comes out and kicks like eight, eight goals. Just against... about to say, remember <laughs> Brisbane is playing North, yeah. yeah. yeah if, if Joe Danaher decides to have a party against North Melbourne, though, it will be uh, – I, I cannot wait for the the the, 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 the accusations of corruption and woe from the TAS will be like <laughs> Yeah. Uh, next one is the Dingoes up against the Bucks. I can see you've submitted a lineup now, but the Bucks are getting the nod here. I think I'm going to tip the Dingoes though. It's um yeah, this this will be a really interesting game. I, I don't know if Ben Cunnington he got subbed out. I don't know if they'll play him. So there's a bit of a uh, yeah. I'm going to tip. I'm tipping the Dingoes. Be my upset. Oh, wow. Okay. It's. I mean. Uh... I don't know. The things are coming. Like I said, Buddy, Buddy's not playing. Logan McDonald, therefore, should have a good game. Surely Ben yep. King's going to have a good game soon. Dacos just has a man. I could, I could see Dacos cracking forty this week. The way he's going, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I don't know. I, um, I, I struggle. I, I do see like the both the Bucks and the Dingoes were pretty awful last year. I think we were like the bottom two teams, if I remember. I think we played in the toilet bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty sure Kemp could. Remind me about that. I think we were number one and number two at the bottom. Yep. Uh, so it's kind of cool that we're like, you know, third and fourth, I think now, <laughs> or something like that mm-hmm. uh, on the ladder. We both have had a good jump up. So um, one of us is going to even hit four and one. I think that'll be lovely. I think uh, they both both teams looking pretty good, though. Um, so I think it should be a fascinating game. Yeah, it should be good. Uh, next, I assume you're tipping yourself. Yeah, I think just on the back of Logan. Yep. Yep. Uh, next one is the Scorpions against the Chargers. This will be fascinating. I mean, obviously, uh, Buddy Franklin's out of the Scorpions lineup, so that's might uh, knock that uh, projected score down a little bit. But both these teams have obviously been struggling badly. Um, but the Chargers have made that big move to McRae. I think they'll be interesting to see how they fit everybody in that lineup. I'm assuming Ashcroft might go back to the midfield, Redmond to the back line, link up with Smith there. Hewitt can then stay in the rogue position. Hogan maybe might bounce back. I don't know. Although Ashcroft up against North Melbourne. Yeah, yeah, I don't yep. I it's it'll be an interesting one. I mean you've got three potentially like decent center slash rovers there with Ashcroft, McRae and Hewitt. So um no, I'll be, I'll be fascinated to see how the Chargers come with that lineup and uh, and the Scorpions again. The the danger there is Charlie Cameron. If he comes out with another massive score against North yep. Melbourne, then it's going to be tough because the Scorpions do have some good good all round players. They're they're just not they're just not match winners. Laird is Laird and Sinclair are excellent. Bontempelli when he decides he's going to tackle is pretty scary, but the rest of that lineup is not is not scary. So the Scorpions, they are a bit limited unless, yeah, unless Cameron does do something special, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I I think I'm going to, I'm going to pick the charges to get on the board. Oh, jeez. I was going to say, don't give me the moz. Of course, <laughs> I, I tip myself every week, so yeah. 
Um, Darling will be out. Ben Brown's back from Melbourne, I heard tonight. So Ben Brown will come straight back into that what, forward line. Does he get Does he get into the lineup though after McDonald and and you know Van Ruyen or whatever his name is? Uh, been doing so well. Yeah, he has been doing well. That yeah, that, that young rising star. It'll be interesting to see where he goes in the midseason. He will go. Oh, he'll go in the first round. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where he does go. Alrighty, uh, Dozers versus Wildcards is the is the final one, mate. Wildcards for me, I think. Yeah, Wildcards all the way. I. Do you think yeah. the Dozers will leave Harry at key back? Um, it's well, it's an interesting one. I I don't necessarily. I think <laughs> I don't know. I think he might be. You might be better off switching May and Shizel around there. Yeah. I mean, May in the midfield seems very odd. I mean, I know he gets a lot of kicks, but, I mean, he's so much more um, powerful, I think, as a key back. So yep. I, think that's, I think that's a pretty easy swap. Yep. Um, I think, you know, Jack Bowers' tag is a bit more questionable. And and I, I, as I've said before, I don't think Heaney really is a key forward. Mm-hmm. Um, n- not that Yugal Hagen is either. It's just the Dozers don't have one. Maybe, though, maybe the Dozers finally bring back Jack Rewalt there. Main man with no Lynch in the lineup. Surely Jack Rewalt is a shoe in to take that key forward spot back for the Dozers and just roll back the clock. Yeah, back to the, you know 2015 Dozer glory years when they went back to back. The only thing is, of course, it is all the games are being played in Adelaide, so that home ground advantage of because I was looking at it before, going, oh, it's at the MCG. No, it's not. It's at Adelaide Oval against yeah. Sydney. So it'd be interesting to see how some of those some um, some of those Players go at the Adelaide Oval. Alrighty. Surely the wild cards get Dylan Moore out of forward. Like, yeah, you'd think so. Come on, come on. Yeah, you'd think let's, so. If yeah. not, and you'd like Jack Darling or someone, let's yeah, talk. That's exactly right. <laughs> wild cards. Wild cards. You are a you know demo. You're a bit of a trader. Why? Why would so, you put up with someone like Dylan Moore in your like? Seriously, it's not even a good forward. If you trade the heroes to allow McKay and Kerno, surely, and you've got Oscar Allen, surely you'd like Jack Darling to make that double West Coast. Oh, well, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> no, no, no. Pump it up, Steve. That. Pump it up. First round pick. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Um, uh, wild cards would be too strong, though. For the, you'd for think the wild system. cards should get the job done here, yes. Yeah. Yep. All righty. All right. That's it. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, umpires. Thank you, ball boys. Of course, it's a short week. Um, in terms of us getting this out. Uh, today is Tuesday, and, of course, the round starts on Thursday, hence me enabling the uh, the rounds already. Um, we will be back next week, as per normal. Um, until then, everyone, thank you very much, Steve. Have a fantastic week, everyone. We'll see you soon. Bye.